Welcome back to my living room as we continue to shelter in place here in the East Bay. Let me ask you, are you feeling like I'm feeling? Are you ready to be done with this whole shelter in place thing? I feel like when we started it, it kind of seemed like it was going to be this adventure that we were going to have fun, be with our families. People are baking bread. People are learning how to use Zoom and they're doing the Google Hangouts and it's just this fun, unique season. We're all kind of linking arms together. We just got to make it till April 7th. But April 7th was a long time ago and we're still here. And I know there's a little bit of glimpse of the end in sight, but I know a lot of us are feeling worn down and tired and ready to go back to whatever normal looks like on the other side of the season. I talked to a lot of people this week who expressed that they feel like in this season of shelter in place, they're actually becoming a worse version of themselves. I talked to somebody who said, you know, Danny, I feel like I'm normally helpful and happy and outgoing and I just love serving people. But lately I just, I'm irritated at everybody. I feel like I'm confronting folks. I, I don't like the person that I am right now. I've talked to people who normally are driven and they want to succeed and they want to get ahead. But right now they're just done. They just want to take a nap and wake up when this is all over. I've talked to people who are normally cool and calm and collected, but in the season of stress that we're in, they're worrying and they never worry. They're anxious about the future. They don't know what they're going to do. They're discouraged. They, they just feel like all these emotions they don't normally feel are welling up inside of them. You know, for me, when I'm in seasons of big stress, there's always this phrase that comes to my mind. It's this phrase, I don't want to do this anymore. And I've been hearing that in my mind over and over these last couple of weeks. I don't want to stay in my house anymore. I don't want to not see the people I love anymore. I don't want to not go outside anymore. I don't want to not play basketball anymore. I don't want to not be able to go to work and hang out with the people at work and look eye to eye around a table, make decisions. I don't want to be in this season anymore. I just want this to be done. So if you're out there today and you're feeling the same way, you are not alone. We have that in common. I think a lot of us have that in common that we're in this season with a thousand emotions, all of which are pressing down on us together. I left my house the other day and I saw somebody that I knew. And I, I don't know if this is what you do, but when I see somebody I know during this season, it's like I've won the lottery. And I went up to this guy, his name is Harry. You probably know him. And if Harry, you're out there, hello, Harry. Uh, I said, Harry, how you doing? Right? And, and I was kind of thrown back by how excited he was about this whole season. I said, Danny, I'm doing great right now. I said, Harry, tell me your secret. Why are you out in the middle of the day on a Tuesday? Did you sneak away from work? Are you off for a while? He said, no, Danny, I got laid off this week. I said, Harry, I'm so sorry. He said, no, 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 don't be sorry. He said, I am so excited. God is working in great ways. I'm anticipating he's going to do something great in my life. I can't wait to see what it is. And as he walked away, I thought, how do I get a little bit of what that guy has? Right, Harry, I know you. You're, you're not phony. You're not fake. You're truly excited about the prospect of God's movement in this season. You're filled with joy right now. And, and as he walked away and as we exited that conversation, I kept thinking, man, I want some of that joy that Harry's got, but I, I can't find it. And with a thousand different stresses and a thousand different pressures and a thousand different trials, there are a thousand different negative emotions that all of us are feeling in this time. And yet when I look at the scriptures, this morning we're going to take a look at the book of James chapter 1. James tells us that the one emotion that we're supposed to experience in a season like this is pure joy. Well, that's a hard pill to swallow when joy is the last thing on our minds. 
And yet James tells us that joy is the one emotion that's supposed to push out all the other ones and somehow we're supposed to consider everything amazing and great in a season where trials are around every corner. This morning, the reason I want to look at that text is not because it's easy to find joy, but because I think joy is the one thing that all of us could use a little bit of right now. And so if you do have Bibles, you can open it to James chapter 1. This is one of those passages, like we've talked about before, that is super familiar, but means a lot of different things in a season like the one we're in right now. So my prayer is that as we look at this text together, not only will we learn how to find joy in the season, but we're going to learn how to see the work of God in an amazing, unbelievable way in a season that's really hard and really trying and really stressful. So let me read it for us. This is James chapter one. We're gonna read together verses two through four. James says, "'Consider it pure joy, my brothers, "'whenever you face trials of many kinds, "'because you know the testing of your faith "'develops perseverance.'" Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let's take a look at this text together this morning. Let's let's open up in prayer before we dive in. Let's pray together. Father, we admit to you that we need a dose of your joy in this season marked by stress and anxiety. I know today a lot of us are feeling a lot of different things and most of them are not good. And so we pray that you would show up in our lives, that you would equip us for this season, that you would grow us in this time, and that you would equip us even today with a perspective where we can see a joyful light, maybe at the end of the tunnel, or maybe even joy in this moment somehow as we learn to trust you more with the season we're in. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, as we read this passage, I know there's some skeptics out there who say, Danny, this passage does not describe a journey towards finding joy. This passage is a command. It says, consider it pure joy. You need to just be happy, be joyful like I am. Right? And if that's you, first of all, you seem kind of angry for a person who's spouting off pure joy. But at the other side of things, I think we need to take some time and look at the fact that this passage is a little more rich and complex than first meets the eye. Right, James, when he starts out this idea, he does say, consider it pure joy, but he says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And this idea of many kinds of trials, many kinds, it's a diverse amount of trials. It means a, uh, a manifold amount of trials. Even my favorite translation for this word is a motley crew of trials that come our way. Now, when I hear the phrase Motley Crue, I always think of the band. And then I think of uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie where the Black Pearl's coming in and all these like Motley Crue of pirates are coming off with missing eyes and peg legs. Ah! And I start picturing that this is what James is talking about, that in this world, there's going to be a diverse and various and Motley Crue of trials that are coming at us, like these pirates trying to attack us. And this is the season that we're in right now. And there's this phrase we throw around all the time. God knows that we've got a lot going on right now. But I want to draw our attention to the fact that God knows we have a lot going on right now. God knows that there are tons of trials and struggles coming at us at every angle right now. And this is a season where we need to learn from this passage how to find joy when there are trials and troubles and temptations and hardships around every corner. I took some time this week just to kind of sketch out 
all the stress that's happening in my own life. As I'm thinking about trials and a diverse amount of trials, I just started writing, right? And I don't know if you've ever done this mind map thing before. I wrote COVID-19 in the center of the circle and started just writing out everything that stresses me out, everything that's hard, everything that's weighing on me, all the pressure I'm experiencing in the world right now. And I started watching this, this diagram emerge that started to stress me out just looking at it. But I'm gonna show you, I'm hoping the font is small enough that you can't actually see the stress in my life, but I wanna show you what kind of came out. There's this huge picture here of all the different types of stress that I myself personally am feeling, right? There's the whole health issue here. There's a pandemic happening globally. People are dying. Hospitals are filling up. People in Hayward and Castro Valley this last week in the nursing homes, these diseases are coming in and people are losing their lives and there's all this health-related stress out there. There's financial stress, that the markets have crashed, our retirement funds have dipped, a lot of our incomes are dropping, and we're feeling this pressure of how to stay ahead of the game in a season where there's all this financial pressure. Right, for me, I wrote down church. For you, that might be work, right? It's hard right now to work if you're having a job right now where you can't see people face to face. I wrote Zoom here. Zoom is stressful. I wrote uh, that it's hard to try to figure out how to navigate church in a life where we can't even see each other. That's stressful for me. I wrote down the family stress, right? We're all in our house together. We're trying to navigate online school and the kids and Jessica and marriage and all that all under one roof is stressful. There's emotional stress. There's sadness. There's isolation. There's loneliness. And there's spiritual stress. It's hard to figure out how to relate with God in a season like this where everything is up in the air and our normal routines that we used to connect with him just aren't working in the same way. There's a lot of stress, a manifold amount of stress, a motley crew of stress coming our way in this season. Now, my, my diagram as I look at it just stresses me out <laughs> just considering it because I feel the pressure that we're all under as we walk through this season. Now, as I look at the text of James chapter one, I realize that he is not just predicting that we'll have a thousand different types of stress, but actually when James talks about various trials coming our, our way, one thing that we need to understand is that not everything on my diagram is one of the trials that James is talking about. James says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith. And he starts kind of talking about what he means by trials. As we look at this Greek word pyrosmos, it, it describes a faith that is being tested. It can mean three different things. In, in the scriptures, this word is used all different ways. First, sometimes it's used to describe troubles. Right there, think of the Old Testament, Daniel in the lion's den. There's this trial that he's in where he's in trouble. The lions are coming out and it's testing his faith. Is God going to redeem him from this moment? His faith is tested in this trial. Right? This word can also mean tests in, in general, like a God has brought a test to you. Like Abraham, God says, sacrifice your son Isaac, and his faith is tested in that moment. This word is also translated in the New Testament a lot as temptations. And Jesus was tempted in the desert. Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife. It's this test that God allows to come into his life. And so when James is talking about the many trials coming our way, he's not talking about everything in the world. He's talking about the specific things in each of our lives that are coming at us right now that God is allowing to come towards us, to test us, to grow us, to refine us, to purify us, to, to equip us in some way. You know, as I look at my diagram, it's easy for me to kind of see this whole manifold trials of the world and be overwhelmed by them. But when I start looking at these things through the lens of, of how James describes trials, the testing of our faith, I realize that a lot of stuff on this picture doesn't belong. 
Right? There's things like, like the health issues, you know, with the COVID-19 and the pandemic. For me, that, that hasn't tested my faith at all. I know God is in charge. I, I know that he's going to bring us through this. I know that the plan is in place. My faith isn't tested. It's stressful, but it's not a test from the Lord. I look at the financial stress for me. I, I'm not about to retire. I'm 38 years old. I see my retirement accounts disappearing, but this isn't a test from the Lord. I know that in 30 years, right, the things will be better. I'm not tested. It's just stressful. And so if I take out all the things that I can't control or that aren't tests from the Lord, the numbers get a lot smaller. I look at what's left. I see there's some things in here that are stressful, but, but for me, aren't really tests from the Lord. I know my spiritual life will be okay. I, I know that I just need to figure out a new routine. I, I look at my family. I know we're going to be fine, right? It's not a test from God. It's just hard. And so I can delete some of those things. And, and all of a sudden, the, the list of stressors and the list of tests that are coming my way is a lot smaller. I see these two big categories in my own personal life, right? Here's a glimpse into me. I see there's a lot of emotional stuff going on with me, a lot of stress in that area that I think God is really trying to, to meet me there and show me how I can find peace in a time of turmoil. Learn how I can learn how to not be so anxious all day long or so kind of irritated all day long. I think God does have some work he wants to do in my life in the emotional area. I see even in church, the, the one area that I feel like might be a test from the Lord is in visionary leadership. God is equipping me right now for how to lead a church that I can't see and be with. And I, I do think that's a stressful thing, but at the same time, I think God is equipping me in this time, allowing me to go into this season to train me and train our church on how to thrive in a season that is totally unique. I look at where this diagram has landed and it's a lot smaller, it's a lot more manageable and it's also a little more encouraging. I realize that the things that I see left on here are things that God has allowed to come into my life for the reason of refining and developing and encouraging me. Now, a couple things that we need to understand as we start thinking about testing through the eyes of scripture is that when we talk in the scriptures about God testing us, it's important to realize that God is not bringing evil on us. Right? If you're someone who's saying, I, I feel like this COVID-19 thing in general is a test from the Lord. I'm wondering, is he really good? Is he trustworthy? Is he going to bring us through this? Has God brought great evil on us to punish us? James says a few verses later in, in verse 10 of chapter 1, when tempted, it's the same word as test, when tempted, no one should say God is tempting or God is testing me. For God cannot be tested by evil, nor does he test anyone, but each one is tested when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, gives birth to death. James says when these tests come your way or these temptations come your way, it's not God just dropping evil on you. What God is doing is he's realizing that there's something broken already within you and he's allowing neutral things or hard things or interesting things in the world to come towards you so that you might grow through the midst of them. You know, for me, the, the anxiety, the stress, all the emotional stuff, God is not making me stressed out. There are some things that are broken in me that God's trying to resolve. And so he's bringing a gentle pressure towards me or a moderate pressure towards me that's drawing out some of these issues that I've already had and he wants to redeem those things. God is not the author of evil. He's not bringing evil tests your way. God is trying to bring things into your life that are good. In the same way, I think we need to see as we look at this passage that, that God does not bring evil, but also God is trustworthy and he knows what he's doing in the midst of these tests that come our way. You know, a few books earlier in the scriptures in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we see that 
that we hear a little bit more about how God navigates this whole thing about testing. This is verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 10. He says, no temptation, same word, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you could stand up under it. It almost gives this picture of God like he is a physical therapist trying to teach us how to walk, or he is a surgeon trying to do some work in our lives, right? Or he is the one who's saying, listen, I know what I'm doing. Put your life in my hands. There's some things that are broken within you. I'm going to rehabilitate you. It might hurt a little bit. You might feel some pressure here. You might not be comfortable with what I'm about to do, but you have to trust me. Release your life into my hands and I am going to do my work to refine you, to change you, to transform you. Right? I look at that diagram in my own life of the things that have stressed me out during the season. And I realize that these are two areas in my life that God is saying there's an opportunity for you to grow here in amazing ways if you will simply learn how to put these areas of your life into my hands. There's a chance that that encourages you, that you realize that the stress that's coming your way is a little bit lighter when you realize that God knows what he's doing and he's trying to grow you. But I get it. There's a chance that you're like, no, I don't want this. I don't want to be in this season. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be in this shelter in place time anymore. I don't want to grow God right now. I just want to be done. I want to fall asleep and wake up and have this be all over. Thank you for starting a process of refining me, God, but I'm done. I'm out. I'm leaving. If you were to come to God right now and say, God, what do you have to say about that? He actually has a response for us in James chapter one. And I want to read that for us. This is God's response to us when we come to him and say, God, please, please just let me be done with this time of testing. In verse four, God says this, perseverance must finish its work. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. There's God, if God is the physical therapist, it's like he's saying, you're about to learn how to walk. you got to stay with the process. You're almost there. Just stick with me, right? If God is the surgeon, he's saying, listen, I've got you opened up. I'm sewing some stuff together. Please don't get off the table yet, right? You've got to hold right where you are. Let perseverance finish its work. And the truth is you are partway through a process that God has designed to grow you in beautiful ways. Don't give up until his work is complete in you. I ran into somebody last week and told him about my encounter with Harry and said, man, I don't know how this guy Harry can have such a beautiful perspective in a time that's so difficult. And, and the guy said, hey, I get where Harry's coming from. He said, I was in a season in my own life where, where I got laid off in my job and, and it was really hard. There was financial hardship. There was family hardship. I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet. And, and I was so stressed and overwhelmed. I said, but Danny, I got to tell you that, that as I walked through that season, God started showing up. And I saw God provide for our family. I saw God provide me a new job. I saw God provide me a new outlook. I saw God changing my heart, changing my circumstances. And I look back now with that time where I lost my job and I thought the world was falling apart. And I am so thankful for the season that God brought me through because I have learned to trust him in so many ways by the hard things that he allowed me to walk through. It's just an example of what happens as we let perseverance finish its work is that we can look back with joy and say, you know what? That time was hard, but God knew what he was doing and I learned to trust him as a result. And in this season, 
you may have a thousand trials. You may have a thousand emotions, but you have one job. Your job is to endure this season. Not not to endure the season like go to bed, fall asleep, and then wake up and survive, but endure the season. Put your life in the hands of God in the season to step one foot in front of the other and let God do his refining work in your life in this season. And as you endure, you will find a joy that is pure and you will delight in the fact that you're starting to see God doing his work in you. You know, if you're up for it, I've got an activity I would love for you to take part, to participate in this week. One that's really similar to what I experienced. I found a lot of joy and relief through kind of putting stuff out on paper. So I want to take you just for a couple minutes through an activity that I think would help you in that way. And so you're not going to do it now. I'm just going to coach you now on how you're going to do it. You're going to grab two pieces of paper, right? It doesn't matter, a notebook, just binder paper, whatever. Two pieces of paper. And on the first paper, you're going to do what I did. You're just going to barf out excuse the language, barf out all of the junk that's happening in your life right now that's weighing on you. Just write it all out, right? Take five minutes, set a timer, just brainstorm everything that stresses you out, everything that brings you pressure, everything that makes you anxious, everything that's hard, just get it all out. Mind map it out, brainstorm it out, just dump it out on a piece of paper. And then I want you to take the second piece of paper. I kind of showed I want you to do here. Take the second piece of paper, draw a line down the middle, and in column A over here, uh, you're gonna write down all the stuff that is not a test. All the stuff you have no control over, all the stuff that's not testing your faith, all the stuff that's just garbage, that's hard, but is not designed by God to refine you in any way. It's just hard, write it all down here in column A. Then I want you on column B over here, I want you to list the few things out on your kind of brainstorm list, write out the few things that maybe are coming from the hand of the Lord. Maybe some things that as you look at them, you say, you know what, I think God sees an area of growth in my life that I need to surrender him there. Write it down, right? If there's a, a financial trust that you need to write down, write down financial trust. And if you're looking at COVID-19 and you're having a hard time trusting God's sovereignty, write down COVID-19 over there, right? If you've lost your job and you're not trusting God's gonna give you a new one or provide you, right? Job loss over there. Whatever it is in your brainstorming list that you're realizing that God might have allowed to come into your life because his gracious hand wants to grow you, write that down in column B. And then I want you to cut the paper down the middle. I want you to take column A, all the garbage that's not from the Lord, it's just hard, it's just stressful, and I want you to destroy it. Like destroy it, destroy it, right? Look at the paper, stress out about it like crazy for like 30 seconds, then go in the backyard, dig a hole and bury it, right? Hose it down, right? Take it out to your fire pit, light it on fire, watch it smoke away, right? Get rid of that and then come back into your house and look at column B and say, okay, God, this is what you've brought to me in this season that you've got for me, let's do this. Right? Write down, maybe write down some prayers that you're going to pray every day. Maybe write down some perspective God is giving you already about these things. Write down some things that will encourage you. Write down some scriptures that come to mind. Whatever it is, take that column B and realize that this is kind of the platter that God has brought into my life to grow me in this season. And then put it in your Bible or tape it to your mirror. Right? I'd say put it on the rear view mirror of your car, but nobody goes anywhere anymore. Right? So put it up in your house somewhere. And every time you look at that, be reminded that God has brought some things into your life. Various trials right now because he wants to grow you, refine you, purify you, make you more beautiful in this season. If you can truly trust that God is working in you in the midst of this difficult season, I think you'll find that choosing joy is easier than you think. And you'll start to see that God is good and God is gracious and God is growing you and will equip you to even thrive as we shelter in place for these next few weeks. I wanna pray for us to that end and then we're gonna continue in our service. Let's pray together.
Father, we, we do lift our lives up to you. I pray that for folks listening today that a burden would be lifted as they realize that nothing has come into their lives as a test except what has gone through your fingers and in your hands, these trials, these temptations, these troubles, you know what you're doing. You are the great surgeon. We release our lives to you, God. You are the great therapist. We release our lives to you, God. You are the great physician. We release our insecurities, our anxieties, our pressures, our stresses, our disease to you, God. And we know that in your hands, you are refining us to be the men and women and kids that you've created us to be. So we pray that we would let perseverance finish its work that we would become mature and complete, not lacking anything, that we would trust you in the midst of this difficult season and we would realize that you are doing your refining work in us in the midst of all the chaos of this world. We love you, we surrender our lives to you, and we pray that you would give us glimpses of your work so that we might be encouraged and find a pure, inexpressible joy along the way. We pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.